As we move into our time of scripture for the next two weeks, we will be looking at the scripture through a unique set of eyes. I want to share with you as we read the scripture, and you'll hear this reading both weeks. I want to look at the scripture for the purity of what it presents, what it means to be individuals so focused on our faith that we look outside of our pains and our hurts. I also want to share with you the reality the reality that even though that we are people of faith, we still face struggles and worries. So as I read this scripture with you, I want you to hold on to both ends of this scripture. As you hear the next two weeks of sermons, you'll hear some praise over the reality that if we even have an inkling of faith, we can reach out to Jesus Christ. But I want to remind you, before I read the scripture, that Jesus Christ is constantly reaching back. And even within our most vulnerable moments, Christ is real and present. Matthew seventeen twenty. If you have a faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to the mountains, move from here to there, and they would move. Nothing would be impossible. As we deal with the platitudes that come from this statement, as we deal with the reality that Christ is constantly reaching back to us and even Within our most vulnerable moments, Christ is reaching back. I want you to hold the comfort of this statement. And may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of this word. Amen.
Let's join together in prayer. 
precious and loving God, we spend another beautiful day in the sun today as we celebrate the possibilities that are created within faith. As we celebrate the possibilities that grow through our adventures as we step out even into the unknown to see what God has for us. Be with us today in this conversation, Lord. And in your son's precious and loving name, I pray. Amen. It truly is a blessing to to sit with you. I, I gave you this beautiful surprise uh, video clip today from the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. We, we see... Uh, Sean Connery uh, per, portraying Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones's character's dad, and we see Indiana Jones on this journey trying to uh, complete a task to find something uh, for the well to help save his dad's life. If you've if you've seen the movie, but I want to talk about this scene specifically because I feel. Many times in our lives, we reach these moments that we're being called to step out to places. But all we see is a bottomless chasm. And we don't know if we're going to land on solid ground or if we're going to take a step and we're going to land on a solid foundation as we step forward. And especially when we look at the world through the eyes that John Wesley challenged us to, and I want to use a phrase of his that I that I cherish so deeply today in this conversation. The world is my parish. The world is my parish. I want to break that word down into every sentiment that the phrase the world could mean. I want to break down this conversation. I want to look at Matthew 28 in ways that I have multiple times before, looking at Christ calling us to go to multiple places and to be present in, in multiple ways uh, for multiple needs. I want to look at the being of John Wesley, who stepped outside of the cathedrals, who went to places, to places, to people, to needs, and cared for them. I mean, even in the beginning part of John Wesley's journeys and the places that John Wesley may have felt that he stepped out into a bottomless chasm and may have emotionally felt in those moments that he fell all the way into the deep chasm. I want to look at all those things because we are called to make these giant steps. I also want to, I also want to deconstruct some things too. I... I have gotten some emails and some conversations, actually some concerns about, you know, the path of my um, sermons over the last few videos really have leaned more towards what a, um, there's a movement taking place within the faith community is called a deconstruction of faith. And it's not deconstructing faith in such a way that we step away from it, that we try to disprove the importance of faith. But there is definitely this movement that exists at this time that looks at the ways that faith has been presented over the years and trying to deconstruct some of the hurt and the harm that has come from that. And very unintentionally, 
uh, over in my lifespan, I will use me and my uh, 20 plus years of ministry. I honestly, if to be honest, even more honest as my phone slips away here, 30 years, I was 18 years old at Axton, Virginia at Lone Oak Baptist Church was the first times that I stepped into a ministry role as a an assistant, an aide, uh, someone who came in over the summer, sort of like a summer youth worker. So almost 30 years ago, I started this ministry, and through my time, there have been platitudes and, and statements of faith that I had made that in the long run, if we look at them for their a deeper potential could become very harmful to individuals who only see the deep chasm that Indiana Jones sees in this clip before they step out and see a foundation. But it comes from their own living, not us convincing them something that they may not see yet. So we're, we're going to break all this down. And I acknowledge the places that I, I have been using some deconstruction language in these videos, but I also want to share with you that it's not a deconstruction to disprove faith. It's a deconstruction to find faith at its purest level and to move forward through that. You know, I've opened the door in this conversation, so I'll, I'll move through it a little bit more. I want to use a philosophy and a principle that existed uh, within the United Methodist Church and was really vibrant in the 80s and the 90s and then started to start started to shift and transform and uh, through COVID I have not heard that there have been any flights uh, after COVID but there was this movement throughout the United Methodist Church uh, called uh, Emmaus. Now Emmaus was this very beautiful thing that it gave individuals an opportunity to step away from the everyday, to go to places, to kind of sit and be in the presence of the Holy Spirit for three days, three consecutive days of hearing grace talks, of just being in the Holy Spirit. And for many, it created the potential to kind of tear down some of the things that we have allowed to disconnect us from God's grace, a grace that's continually reaching out and continually sharing. And it gave uh, individuals an opportunity to truly deeply be with the Holy Spirit and to see the potentials that exist when we are able to step away from the distractions of our everyday being. And there will even be some things that I... I strip away from that in this conversation, but there is a beauty in that. Sometimes we need to step away from the norm of what we understand so that we can truly take this step that we see Indiana Jones take in this video. Indiana Jones uh, in, this, in this video clip sees things for what it is. And what he sees really isn't what it is. He sees the distractions. The way this uh, this tunnel, this uh, cave, this deep chasm appears to him comes with it an skewed vision that is corrupted by everything else around him. He is unable to see the footing in front of him because of the distractions that are swirling 
around him. And we really do. We exist in that distraction. John Wesley existed in that distraction. John Wesley wanted to be a person who who stepped forward to have a place in faith. He wanted to step out and to do great and powerful things. After sitting at his mother's dinner table throughout his entire childhood and going out and and following uh, the footsteps of Jesus Christ as a minister in the Church of England, he went out and took a big giant step of faith and in many intense person uh, uh, in many intense ways especially within just John Wesley's vision of what happened his response may be back that he fell all the way into the deep chasm instead of finding the footing as Indiana Jones did in this in this video uh, it's easy er to see the the flaws and the the failures, instead of seeing how those falls and failures build us up, how that they create the opportunity for what can be. I've, I've shared this quote many times, and it's very important to me. Uh, there's a writer and a comedian um, and podcaster by the name of Kevin Smith who once documented uh, in sharing, you know, failure is success training. Now, every time that we step out and we try something new and every time that we step out and we fail at something, if we look at those failures as building blocks in our lives, uh, preparing us for what we will become, we can grow. We have the potential of growth. Of growth. So now I just made that statement. Now I need to go back to my little conversation I shared a minute ago about uh um, deconstructing harmful platitudes. You know, when I make a statement like that, failure is success training. If when we make statements like, you know, everything in our life has some form of meaning, uh, what is God trying to teach us in these failures? I need to always cut back and make a reminder because that begins to create an image of a God that's really mean and hateful and would rather punish the children and, and toughen them up than to be the God of grace that groups like Emmaus teaches and definitely the God of grace that I'm trying to rebuild in my life at this moment. So when I make those statements, failures are success training and everything is a building block for what's next, that, that hovering ever so dangerously close to the platitude that God has a plan for you within this pain. I want to deconstruct that I don't serve a God that hurts us so that we'll grow. I believe in a God and a grace that's always present, even within moments that we don't understand what's going on. I f believe in a God that's willing to sit next to us and cry instead of a God that wants to toughen us up. So please hear that. As I also say, that I don't believe God makes bad things happen for us to grow, but I do believe that we can grow when bad things happen. And I'll say that one more time. This is one of my favorite things to say. I do not believe in a God that would make bad things happen for us to grow, but I do believe we can grow when bad things happen. That's what 
happens with John Wesley in this moment, you know, stepping out in that deep chasm. I don't think that John Wesley really saw in the moment that he did land on a foundation, even though his introductory to creating orphanages in the Georgia colonies didn't quite work out the way that he had hoped. But what did happen is he took a step. Every step forward is a step forward. And sometimes we don't see the potential that is being created even within the failures, again, leaning on Kevin Smith's phrase that failures are success training. And I don't believe that God made a bad thing happen in John Wesley's life for what was going to happen next. But I am blessed that what happened next, John Wesley's heart was attuned to receive because he was able to grow after something bad happened in his life. One of the things that we kind of journey through, and I use this scripture today, this, uh, our faith is like a mustard seed. A mustard seed can move mountains. I use this because this is another dangerous platitude that exists in our lives, and we, we really need to deconstruct some of the harm that's been caused by this phrase, because this phrase that it only takes the faith of a mustard seed has also caused some very harmful language that we live with now you know i've i've heard too many times in my faith development journey the phrasing if you just prayed harder it would be better if you just focused more on jesus christ everything would be going along the path that god has laid out for you now, I've heard this harmful language, and a lot of it is spurred off of this Bible verse that it only takes a faith of a mustard seed and you can make mountains move. But the problem is we still live within the limitations of our beings. And there comes this moment that we can say all the prayers. We can do all the right things. And we may be living within a, a, a living, breathing limitation that we just can't work through. It doesn't mean that God's not there. And it doesn't mean that God's not preparing us for something next. And again, God does not make bad things happen for us to grow, but we can grow when bad things happen. And... I've watched too many people stop and give up because there becomes this skewed hurt that comes from phrases like, if you just prayed more, if you were just more attuned to the Holy Spirit, if you just focused on the Holy Spirit more, then you could succeed past this. That, that's not what this Bible verse is saying. When I think about what it means to have the faith of a mustard seed, I, I think it one of the things that I really hold on to is I need to remember that God's grace is bigger than anything that I can understand, and it's bigger than anything that I can comprehend, which actually opens the door to the reality that if I go out and I am a complete failure, if I go out and I flop on my face and I, and I actually unintentionally hurt someone else, it doesn't mean that God stops being there for me. You know, within the limitations and within the things that I see as a limitation, the places that I step out into and and experience failure, 
doesn't mean that God stops being there. I can hold on to even the most fragile moments of my life with something as small as a mustard seed. And yes, many people, including me, go out and we try to do great things in the name of a loving God and we accidentally lay out harmful platitudes. We're, we're accidentally so scared and, and fearful of losing the faith that oh, we only need the faith of a mustard seed to keep and we hurt other people because they don't fit in the box that makes us feel safe. And I think about all these things, and, and I think about all the times that I have seen hurt caused. But it doesn't mean that the true God of faith disappears, and that's what I think about in this. You know, this whole video, especially this video clip uh, with Indiana Jones kind of making this step, there's another thing that exists in this and it dissects a little bit more what it means to step out in a place of faith. And now I have dealt with this for 30 years. And yes, I am currently a pastor at a worship center. And yes, this has reached every place that I have ever served Christ at, but I am not talking about one place. I see it continually everywhere. You know, I look at this imagery from this movie, from this video clip, and Indiana Jones's step of faith actually is not about Indiana Jones at all. You know, he's on this whole, he's been on this whole journey. I mean, we if you've seen the franchise, you know what he achieves at the end of this. But Indiana Jones is propelled in these steps of faith and this last journey. It gets him where he needs to go when the journey stops being about Professor Jones. It begins to be about someone else, you know, with Sean Connery's portrayal of Indiana Jones's dad, with Indiana Jones's dad sitting there dying, and and Indiana Jones has to find the the sacred cup, the Holy Grail, so that he can take it to his dad to revive and save his dad. That's on a death's journey in this moment. Yet Indiana Jones's faith shifts out of what he is looking for as an archaeologist, and it becomes these steps of faith that he's actually trying to do for someone else. You know, John Wesley begins to see that image holy in his trip back to the American colonies, and he sees the Moravians sitting there singing in moments of fear. And that moment of fear is not them showing off that their faith is so strong that they're not worried they're going to be in a shipwreck. If you really tear down their actions for what they're doing, they are sitting there singing hymns to comfort each other. They're saying prayers to comfort each other. It's not a showing off act of this is what my faith has done for me. It's not a showing off act of this is, uh, I am able to do this and I'm not afraid because I'm a good and powerful Christian. No. Even the Moravians on the boat are singing these songs so that they can comfort another person and find comfort for themselves. It's not about them. Indiana Jones stepping out on this boat, uh, stepping out on, on this unseeable 
ledge and finding firm footing is not about Indiana Jones. He's taking these steps so that he can care for someone else. And that's what happens next with John Wesley. He goes to Aldersgate Church. His heart is strangely warmed and he begins taking steps for others. He begins to go out to others and to share with them the message of grace and comfort. So we deal with these platitudes. If you only had enough faith, if if you only studied more, if you were only more attuned to the Holy Spirit, all these things would happen. And that's a very singularistic viewpoint that is hurtful. It actually takes away what grace really means if we really look at what sharing that statement means. If you did more, if you were, if you set aside, if you were more focused, and faith is not about what you get from it. Faith is not about what we do. We participate in it. We grow with it. And yes, the words of Apostle Paul is very true. Faith without actions is dead. So we participate with faith. But what faith is, is grace. And grace is not about what we do. Grace is about what Jesus Christ has done for us. So we move into these moments of justifying grace. And these moments of justifying grace are very beautiful because we begin to realize what Indiana Jones is interacting with in this scene. He's not taking this step to get him closer to his prize. He's taking this step so that he can go back and take care of his dad. We look at Indiana Jones take this step. And it becomes something that regain, that gains safety and comfort for another person. We look at John Wesley take these steps. And when it steps outside of what he tried to do as a good Christian in the Georgia colonies became what he participated with, with George Whitfield, with a new understanding of the Holy Spirit and going out to people in their needs, in the places of their needs to be a caregiver. When we look at this for what it is, it isn't about that we didn't pray enough. It isn't about we didn't have enough faith. It truly is about what it means to sit back and say, you know what? Life kind of sucks right now. But it doesn't take away what I mean to Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ has done for me and for many. So I want to look at this bit about the mustard seed one more time and share it with you for its its true impl- implications. It's not that if you believed more. It's not that you didn't believe in enough. The faith of a mustard seed really isn't about what you do. It's about how much you're willing to trust what Jesus Christ did. And if you just keep that little bit of faith, that interaction with justifying grace as John Wesley would share, then we don't lose our connection because God never stops connecting to us. We just stop taking that next step. I want you to know your failures are not endings. Our mistakes are not absolutes. Our hurts are not eternal 
I want you to know that I do not believe in a God that makes bad things happen for us to grow. But I celebrate a God that gives us the opportunity, even if we have just a little bit of a faith of a mustard seed, that we can live within our vulnerabilities. We can look at our hurts through new eyes and we can cry in those hurts. We can suffer in those hurts. And God's not making that happen. But there is a potential of growth past those things. As we find our new identities, as we take those steps into the uh, bottomless chasms of our being, and sometimes we find ourselves stronger because we made those steps. I want you to hold on to those things. There's a strong possibility I may carry this narrative over, but I want you to just remember don't be lost in unintentional hurts statement, hurt, hurtful statements. Don't feel lost that you didn't have enough faith that things are going the best that they possibly could because even when Jesus Christ died. But here's the beauty. After that death, Christ went through a journey and rose again. And I hope that we can find our resurrections. I hope we can exist within our resurrections and know that, yeah, we can even fill failures with the faith of a mustard seed, but we serve a God that's continually reaching out for us. And all we have to do, even with an itty-bitty little bit of faith, is reach back. Hold on to those things. My name is Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen.